Did you yeah. get a lot of play in high school, though, because they were like, yo, bro, you the dude on TV? That's so great. No. No, no, I didn't. I, I should have capitalized more on it. Well, I don't believe that. What? I'd have a goddamn t-shirt on that said, I'm, <laughs> I'm, available. I'm on Nickelodeon and I'm free. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Are we on on? Yeah, we're oh, always yeah, on. We're always, we're always on. on. You never know what's going to make We've been it. on? We've mm-hmm. been on. Since the moment you walk in the room, we start rolling, brother. Ah! <laughs> 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 yup. TMZ Verified the Podcast. I'm Wild. I'm Steph. And I'm Devin. Devin. You're the first person to get that, dog. We literally, we never tell people and what, then, yeah. and they just look at us he like picked it up confused. Quick. I don't know. It seemed like the right time, you know? Okay. Seemed like what I was supposed to do. Oh, I think he should introduce himself because go he's ahead. so good what at it. Yeah, <laughs> go. Go. No, no, no. I want to see if you want to I want to see if you've written down proper notes. I go, he go should ahead. just do the podcast by do himself. The, do the intro, mm-hmm. Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to see what research you've done and what you're going to say. Podcaster, Ned's Declassified, Nickelodeon star, and friend of the show. Sure. Oh, friend sure, of the show. Okay. Friend of the show. Okay. We had one interaction where he canceled on us, and now we go, friend of the show. <laughs> exactly. It's my first time meeting you, friend of the show. <laughs> I won't know if I'm a friend of the show until after this. We, no, we usually know within uh, approximately seconds. two seconds. Yeah. No. yeah. Oh, you yeah. know if the vibe's good or not? Yeah. Oh, 100%. We normally have good vibes, though, because we're like cool, we cool ass people. Yeah, you guys are chill. Yeah. We could talk to how, literally this piece of paper. How long have you been at TMZ, both of you? Was uh, it just oh, for the pot, or you were here no, before? No, we started. We started the same week. Like, I was about to say, a week after each other? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you guys same, became it was friends. The same week. Uh, yeah, and I'm from Philadelphia. She's from here. I don't no know. shit. Go birds, man. Fr- oh yes. My well, dad's from Philly. My, my family's from Philly. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not, go. but I was They're born and raised on Philly They're sports, man. Yeah. Okay. How long have y'all been? So if your family's from the Pennsylvania area, how yes. long have y'all been over? Uh, well, my immediate family moved to Georgia right before I was born because my dad's job moved there. So I'm from gotcha. Georgia, okay, but okay. my family is all Philly and Scranton, man. Oh, what? That's Scranton. That's where the office is. Is set. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. Pennsylvania. See, dog, that's why I knew. I hate when you bond with people that have the I hate it so much. You get jealous? Then, yeah, because I just never. Where'd you say you were from? I wasn't even LA. listening. Okay. So it's nothing interesting, nothing profound. I mean, LA is cool. Listen, I love LA. LA is my home. For but sure. um, But Philly, what's up, LA. dude? <laughs> no, literally. Um, so you guys got here, and then <laughs> like and he's then us. I, I love it. I, well, I just want to know no. things before we start. Or I mean, I know we started, we but started. I want to know things for me. Okay. All right. So you worked at TMZ before starting the pod. Yeah. 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 We started. We just worked here for a couple months. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then they go, y'all talk a lot to each other. Do y'all want to just talk? <laughs> no. No. Literally. Yeah, yeah, that's, literally. That's how. That's how it came to be. Yeah. And, they, and now we're just here. That is a prerequisite to become a podcast host. Uh, like, just yeah. can you just talk a lot? Talk a bunch of shit, and that's kind of what we do. Perfect. Devin, yeah, me too. We're Kaiser. Hi. Dog, you are like, let me try not to be like gushing and acting annoying, but bro, you are like the, we had Alexa Nicholas on last season too, so we love having on like people and we're like, yo, these are the people that to us are like- Our childhood. Our childhood. Yeah. yeah. The biggest like- Yeah. Easily recognizable, yeah. huge part of our lives. Thanks for coming, dog. Hey. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Like, nice to be here. Uh, that's the biggest thing that gets said from Nets is you're my childhood. Yeah, no. Yeah. Strange crazy. thing growing up with uh-huh. that. Yeah. <laughs> no. So you catch us staring at you blankly. It's literally just our brains It's you to- having <laughs> memories. Right, yeah. Right, right. I always like to start these interviews with, and Wild hates it, when we start off with like the very beginning. But that's where I, in my brain, I'm like, how do you even get into childhood acting? Okay. You want to take it all the way back. All so, the way back. So I had uh, parents and they they... 
Oh, no, he's going to no? be smart. Okay, never mind. Uh, okay, never mind. Uh, 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 um, I was born, yes, I was born in Georgia as we went over. Um, and I don't know, man. I was just a kid who fucking liked attention. Yeah, no, I feel that. <laughs> okay. Like, I was a little kid who liked to perform and liked attention and loved movies. So for me, the beginning was uh, Ace Ventura and it was uh, Austin Powers. Those movies, okay. Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, like me at like seven years old, just like reciting these lines. Okay. Um, and my parents like saw that, that like I loved these movies and would do impressions. And they're like, you want to do community theater? Like it, it basically was this really organic process of my parents seeing that I kind of liked this stuff and then would give me opportunities and then the opportunities would go well and then it would lead to bigger opportunities. So they put me in community theater in Georgia. I did that for a while. The theater group got me an agent in Georgia um, and I started auditioning for things. That kind of went well. The agent in Georgia then got me an agent in Los Angeles to start coming out here. That went well. And like my second pilot season out here, uh, I booked nuts. So how old were you when you moved to LA? I was 11 the first time I came out to LA. Okay. And I was That's 12 so when young. I booked Neds. Wow. Yeah. So the show started in 2004. Yes. You were only 11. Were you like doing the homeschool thing? Were they still like dragging you to school? Like how was the, yeah, so where was the education? <laughs> where, where was the education happening? Um, so for the first two seasons of Neds, um, so the pilot I booked when I was 12 and that was 2003. Um, 2004, we did the first season, and I filmed in LA for six months, and then I went back to Georgia and was in middle school for six months. Um, and so for the first two seasons of Neds, that's what I did, is I would film for six months in LA, and I'd literally be in public middle school for the rest of the year. And then the last season of Neds was just gonna be a bigger season, right. so I didn't go to school, and that was really like when we kind of started spending all of our time out in LA. Yeah, so yeah. the show aired from 2004, Mm -hmm. to 2007, 2007 yeah but was really like it feels like it was on like on repeats for like 10 years yeah i was gonna like say like right. i feel like this show the show was on for a really long time yeah even though we only aired for the or even though it was only new for those three years like it was being rerun for yeah. forever so one of the questions that i always want to know when mm -hmm. you're a child actor so you were doing the back and forth from california to georgia, georgia. Mm -hmm. when you go back to school do people obviously they are like oh you're on a show like you're so cool yeah i mean that would like happen uh like when i would first be back maybe but i grew up there so it was all kids mm -hmm. i knew so yeah. like whatever kind of uh that would create early on, like, oh, that's so cool. Then I was just in school with them and it kind of okay. just became normal. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, we all get used to shit. So yeah. it's like, maybe first couple days, someone who didn't know me is like, oh my God, that kid's going to the show. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, that's Devin from my like class. Interesting, you know? interesting. Yeah, interesting. so it, it wasn't a, a huge deal. In high school, so, that was like middle school too. Like things were kind of chiller in middle yeah, school. Yeah, middle school you're like catching and, bugs. And, and this is pre-social media. Catching bugs. I was catching bugs <laughs> yeah. in middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like right. playing yeah. outside. Like yeah. things were way chiller. And this was pre-social media. Social media would have changed everything. Yeah. Um, in high school, when I would start to go back to Atlanta, things did get a little different. Like high school, people are really maybe a little more uh aware of their social standing and maybe a little more insecure and also a little crazier and a little clickier right, so like right. it got weird when i would go back in high school and go okay. to these these parties with friends who i've known my entire life but because i've been gone all year and i'm only back for a couple weeks i'd go to these parties sometimes and it would feel different okay. i would feel like the 
what whatever that is, that like excitement of like, I felt different, even mm-hmm. though I'm like, dude, I've known you my entire life, but yeah. all of a sudden I'm the guy on the show and like maybe there's some like excitement there and they're taking photos and like it just felt different and that um, was a little isolating like at that time and just made me more want to be in LA. Right. Yeah. Because imagine coming home from school and then your classmates like on the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd yeah. So yeah. It's like a strange, strange thing, but also it's normal for me because it's right. my life, you know? Right. Right. Did you yeah. get a lot of play in high school, though, because they were like, yo, bro, you the dude on TV? That's so great. Um, that's such a great question, Wild. <laughs> yes. Um, no, no. I was, I was, uh, no, 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 I didn't. I, I should have capitalized more on it, but <laughs> but no, no, I was not getting a ton of play in high school. The girls at guy. school, I don't believe that. The girls at school, like if I, someone at my high school was like on TV, I'd be like, oh my God, I have the like, mm-hmm, no. right? <laughs> Um, no, no, it just wasn't, it just wasn't how it went down. That's shocking. Yeah. I know the comments are flooding right now. Same. People being like, yeah, I, mean, I know I you mean. would if a famous what? girl came at- I'd have a goddamn t-shirt on that says, so I'm, I'm available. I'm on Nickelodeon and I'm free. Yeah, literally, literally, literally. Yeah, like, listen, don't get me wrong. My life has been fine. But in high school, I, I hadn't figured out my swag yet, I, I guess. Like I was okay. just, I was kind of everyone's friend. I was yeah. just like, like, really, guys, fucking Ned was me. Like, I was Ned. Like, oh. I wasn't like swaggy actor boy. Oh, I was like, nice- Devin it's Ned guy true. who's just Aww. like friends with everybody. Mm. So I didn't figure out my swag yet, but okay. but I found it later. Don't worry. So you mentioned something that was interesting. You said the show it only aired for a few years. It was yeah. like 55 episodes or yeah. so, but it was still on TV. Yeah. Were those residual checks coming in heavy? <laughs> like what were those residuals now listen, looking like? Listen, I've talked about this on Ned's pod a lot. Um, and part of the reason we're probably doing Ned's Pod is we never got paid residuals ever. Shut um, up. Yeah, yeah. Like the 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 deal at the time. This was before SAG and AFTRA uh-huh. merged. There's two actors union, yeah. SAG and AFTRA. This was before they merged. We were an after show, and Josh Peck's talked about it. Um, leads on Nickelodeon got paid a buyout basically never a residual not once in my life for Ned's Declassified. It showed all over the world. Two times a I was day about to say for ten years, oh and not one residual, man. What? So yes, whatever success you think came from Ned's, it's far less. So than can what I you ask, think. how much did you get paid? Like uh, at the last season of the show, how much were I, you getting paid I, per episode? I'm not gonna. You talk already ain't getting residuals, just tracks. But, but was it like all right? So we hear like twenty thousand flowing around. Was it less under, than twenty thousand under under per that. episode? Mm-hmm. 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 With no chance to renegotiate. So, like, when people who are ignorant uh, talk about, like, the strike that's going on yeah, right yeah. now, I'm just like, you have no fucking idea. Like, our union at the time made that deal with the studio, and there was no recourse. There was no mm. way to renegotiate it. And we knew it's fucked, but what am I going to do? Know. Not be on this TV show? Yeah, right, so, right. So we had no power to negotiate because... It's like, yeah, of course I'm I'm not gonna walk away. Right. Um but but the union at the time made that fucking deal with the studio. And so when ignorant people talk about the strike now, it's like, no guys, this shit is so important. If this if the union does not negotiate aggressively with the mm-hmm. studios for our rights, like and I've seen people comment like about the strike, like like, oh, you got paid, like, anyways, like, to live your fucking dream life, like, whatever. I don't get paid 
uh, for beyond the work that I do, right? Talking about residuals. They're like, I don't get paid beyond that work that uh. I do. I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> it's not the fucking same thing. My show was sold. My face, Your my performance face likeness, made image. the studio money yeah. for 10 years and I got none. Like you have to understand residuals are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. I am being sold, but not making any money from it. Like it's fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about that, though, as an actor. So we're sitting here now. Obviously, Hollywood's still on strike. The writer's strike is over. Yep. SAG after members are still striking. Yep. How do you feel about the... Or what What do you think happens now with the SAG strike now that the writer's strike is over? Do you think it, it the writer's strike ending, does it kind of lessen the blow for the SAG striking members? No, no, no. No, now it's, now it's moving, right? Like, yeah. like... It makes sense to me that they made a deal with the writers first because mm -hmm. now the writers can they can start figuring out getting the writers writing. They, they're going right. to need writers before they need before actors. Yeah, yeah, so sense. it makes sense that they worked out that deal first. And now it's, you know, next up is SAG. Um, so I don't know, man. I think this moment, I think this strike was really long and really contentious. We've never seen a strike be this contentious, yeah. and also SAG hasn't struck in a very long time. A long time, yeah. Um, but even with the writers, like even the last writer strike that was really bad, it it, it wasn't this contentious, really. Yeah, um, it does seem a little, a little tense. Yeah, it's sides, a tense though. time. Yeah. So I'm just excited for it to get sorted out. And also, like this is a movement happening across the country right now. Is is labor movements? Is collectivized labor saying like? cut us in on the success right because mm -hmm. there's success happening all over people are getting paid yeah I say car all the time right, yeah. Right. yeah the 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 car workers union is on strike right now and they have the numbers the mm -hmm. car profits are are massive right now yeah. and instead of it benefiting the people who build that uh industry it, it's benefiting people CEOs, at the top man execs. yeah yep. like mm -hmm. and so that's the actors movement right now. That's the writers movement and also protections against AI because that shit's kind of scary. Wait, what do you think is like a good because I don't even know. I've been trying to like get a sense from my actor friends. Like what is the protection against AI? Like what does that what does a good level of protection against AI look like? I mean, I think actors? they're just trying to get in writing that like it, actors and background actors own their likeness. Mm -hmm. You don't get to one of the original proposals uh, was for a background artist to come in, or background actor, right, uh, to come in for one day and the studio would pay them $200 and own their likeness in perpetuity and be able to like throw them into shows in the background in perpetuity on any of their projects. Like, that's a crazy $200? offer. Yeah. That's too much crossover with like aliens and stuff, I feel like. <laughs> it could literally be anything it, they though. Could, yeah. They could turn yeah. you into, like, it's that's just a crazy offer. So. We just need protections around just making sure like people yeah. own their own self, you know. Yeah. But even if you look at like Photoshop a year ago, because I'm an editor here, like Yo. just Yo. I can type in insert photo yes. of man kissing yeah. yes. his mom. Like it could be that specific. <laughs> I don't know why that was. Uh, that, that was weird, or it could be like something, weird thing you just thought but something really weird. That's that strange. That's so yeah. something really weird. <laughs> something like strange like that you can literally type yeah. in where you're thinking in your head. There's yeah. not going to be a right. guy kissing his mom right. on mm -hmm. in the generated thing. I had to think of something that was like really bizarre. Right. Like that would be something that you could literally type in right. and yeah. it can go or erase all background image and. Know, yeah. and and they know exactly what it is. And and in that regard for editing, like 
it's fucking cool. Like there's mm-hmm. so many for parts sure. of AI that the tools are incredible for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's a really fascinating tool for creativity. But at the same time, we just know how industry operates yeah. and industry will abuse it. To the extent, yeah. Like, and screw How can we spend people. less money? Yes, that's it, exactly. Yeah. And that's for the sure. fear. Like, AI is an amazing creative tool and a frightening one for how powerful it is. Right. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or... Go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. I want to get back to your acting, though. So, obviously, you know, we we love you from Nesdy Classified. But yeah, yeah. there are so many things <laughs> that we remember you, like, in or from, just from around that time period. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, and I always wonder with this, with, like, Nickelodeon and Disney stars, do mm-hmm. you think that being such a huge Nickelodeon star negatively impacted your acting career kind of in that during that time do you think you were like always seen as like Ned it's like negatively impacted no because it is my career like the reason I'm sitting here is because of that right Right. like so like no because it it also was my career it was what opened up a ton of opportunities and opened doors and has continued to right? right like our podcast is so fun and is crushing and it's because of a show we did 15 years yeah. ago, right? Like life's crazy like that. But but it it has just been a part of my journey, man, of like trying to transcend Ned's yeah. and still not really having done so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some Nickelodeon and Disney actors are able to transcend that moment in yeah, their career mm-hmm. um, while still it's like still when you look at Miley Cyrus though, you're still Hannah like Mont- Hannah, Montana, Hannah Montana, even though yep. she's fully yeah, transcended yeah, it and yeah. is fucking an amazing musician, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's such a badass, but still, if you watched her in childhood, like that shit is imprinted yeah, no, right. on your brain. But but some are able to like really transcend that into a new artistic yeah. identity or career and uh, some are still working at it, yeah. like me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been a it's just been a, a thing, man. I, I've come in and out of how much I embrace my Ned's identity, and Ned's has brought so many blessings into my life. Yeah. Continues to. So, like, listen, I love that I was part of that show. It started to hurt in my tw- like later into my twenties when I hadn't booked in a while. I had mm-hmm. like no fucking money. Um, Every my career felt really far off, and yet still there's like all these people who are like, dude, I love you from Ned's. That's when it like hurt. Mm. Now that we have the podcast and like I'm making new music that I love, and like the podcasts are going well, and I'm working on other things. Now that I have all that going on, now I love it again. And right. now it's like cool, man. You know me from Ned's, cool. I do a lot of other I shit, of but things. also right. like Ned's is a huge part of my life, so dope. Yeah. So now I'm in a good place with it. But there was definitely times where it was like. Fuck, man. Am I ever not gonna be Ned? Mm, I and, and I don't know. 
I might be Ned forever. Might be. Let's talk about this podcast, though. How did this come about? Uh, I have two. I have Ned's Declassified Podcast Survival Guide, and I have Growing Up With Devin, which is like my personal podcast. Um, it came about because, like I said, I was going through this like identity thing with, with my life with Ned's. And then going through the sh shit in my 20s of like, mm -hmm. how do I get the life that I want? Because I wasn't living it. I yeah. was like out of money, working day jobs, wasn't getting a ton of auditions. Like shit just felt like a struggle. When and you say working day jobs, what type of jobs were you doing? Uh, I was I was working in retail at the time and, okay, and I worked okay. uh, front desk at Equinox for a while. Oh, nice. Yeah, great gym membership. Yeah, love, I always love tell Equinox. People, I'm like, I will work anywhere. Like, I will be, hello, welcome to Walmart before I not have a job. Like, mm. I'm going to have a job. Oh, honestly, it was, even though <laughs> I'll never go back, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was such a good thing for me because yeah. I, I lived, I was a child actor. I never had a day job yeah, and there was kind of a fear around it. And then one day I looked at my bank account and I was out of money and it was like, oh shit. And I went and got two jobs. Oh. And honestly, it was good for me just to like, do that and I did it for like three years like right. like for me it was obvious it's like oh I'm out of money I'm going to get jobs Something right now yeah. like right. and and it was good I can work anywhere like it, it honestly was good it's just not what I'm not meant thing. to do right. it's yeah. not what I'm here to do Makes sense. um so yeah so I'm going through that time and as I was looking at my life to maybe like solve my problems I was like, fuck it, man. I've tried to transcend Neds, and maybe the answer is that I need to embrace it more. We need a Neds Declassified Adulthood Survival Guide. That was the solution to all my problems. It was like, there's this audience out there. We've mm -hmm. grown up. Adulthood is hard. Let's make a fun show that actually speaks to your 20s. Ned Mose and Cookie out of college, yep. in the real world, mm -hmm. those struggles, like it would be amazing. And I started like to actually really get inspired by it. And it was going to solve all my personal problems in life, too. Career would come back. Money would come back. Right. All yeah, the shit. Yeah, um, so for two years, I worked with Scott Fellows, who created Neds, wow. to develop this pitch for the reboot. And after two years, we pitched it to the studio who owns it because because we don't. Yeah. They own the IP. And we made a really good pitch. And they, for whatever reason, passed on it, you know. Wait, what? They passed yeah. the first time? Uh, oh, they passed, man. They still passed. It's still not happening. Oh. Um, so it's unofficial? No, it's we don't have a reboot. You know, it's it. it oh, you mean oh, I, I this think was for the reboot, not oh, gotcha. the podcast. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah. This this is for the reboot, like proper show. Um, gotcha. and and they passed, and they made iCarly and Zoe One Hundred and Two. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Our show, it's fine. It's Whatever. only a huge podcast now. Yeah, yeah, no, All it's fine. And uh, could have spoke to an entire generation Shit. about uh, a time they're struggling through. It's fine. Um, but look, <laughs> look, they passed for whatever reason, honestly. Like, it could have been a million things. Um, but it, it fucked me up. I was like, damn, I really thought this was, like, the answer. I yeah. really, and it made sense. Like, I thought this was it. And so that... Like for that next year, again, I was in this place with my identity with Neds of like asking the universe, like, do I really, I, I was asking like, do I need to like actually start, I've never done this. Do I need to actually start like closing off my, my embracing of Neds? Like, yeah. do I need to start actively distancing myself mm -hmm. from this thing? And as I'm kind of having this fucking internal debate, um, uh, my friend Brendan, who's uh, Christy Carlson mm -hmm. Romano's husband, um, he hit me up and was like, hey, what do you think of a rewatch pod for Neds? And I was like, 
Let's do it again, baby. Oh, literally <laughs> such a good idea, man. I was like, idea. I guess the answer is embrace this. it again. Uh-huh. No. Um, yeah, and I hit up Daniel and Lindsay, and they were immediately down. And yeah, man, we launched it, uh, you know, at the beginning of this year, like February, and it has been. You know, it's great. The strangest, most amazing blessing in my life. It is a strange, not even a phenomenon, because obviously people love Nes Declassified, yeah. so it makes perfect sense. Were you, Daniel and Lindsay, cool the whole time after y'all so, the show ended? So we've never not been cool, but there was a lot of distance. Like, Daniel and I were homies for a while, and then would, like, come in, in and out of each other's lives. But gotcha. he lived in Long Beach, and I lived in L.A., so, uh-huh. like, it was kind of just that. Like, we'd go through phases of, like, creating and hanging mm-hmm. and vibing together, and then I wouldn't see him for a few years, and then we'd come right. back together. So we were always cool. Uh, Lindsay, uh, she's talked about a lot on the pod. Like Lindsay went through uh, many years of drug addiction, mm-hmm. and I, I would always check in with her every couple years, but right. we were not like hanging out. Right, so right. what's cool for the podcast is like we have such love for each other, but we kind of have gone on different journeys to get to our adulthood now, mm-hmm. to get to our thirties, and we've gone on like all this life experience separate from each other. So we have this this kid friendship. Mm-hmm. But now all this life to catch up on, mm-hmm. and I think that's like the real magic of the pod. And I was, that's like what makes the podcast so magical is because like you can tell when you listen to it that y'all right. all have like three totally different life experiences. Yeah, and you're giving us like survival tips on like how to survive this, how mm-hmm. to survive that. Like it makes it comes together in this weird, beautiful yeah. culmination of life. Yeah. yeah, man, it's been beautiful. It's been healing in ways I didn't. Uh, realize I needed and I think Daniel and Lindsay would agree just being around them and creating again like Ned's is a huge part of all of our lives and for so long it felt really distant and now with them like this magic that happened early in our lives feels like back Uh, and it's so nice man I love those I love those people Hmm. yeah if if your listeners haven't listened to or watched Ned's Ned's Declassified podcast cast survival guide please do it's um it's chaos yeah when you first listen to it too you like don't know what to expect because you're just thinking in your head of you guys when you were little yeah and then you get right into it and it's it's almost like not that you catch up to where they were Mm. but you guys are you almost catch us up immediately with who you are now like (laughs) you don't even get like a second to pause like it's it's actually really it flows really nice yeah we're we're so open and raw and safe with each other Mm -hmm. that like i leave our recording days and i'm like holy shit (laughs) like we just said everything and anything like holy shit that's going out to the world but honestly fuck it (laughs) Uh, has there been a a moment or a a bit or something y'all said on the podcast where you go we probably shouldn't air that not no, not yet. I mean, there's things okay. we probably shouldn't have aired, but I I never, I never say like cut that out, mm-hmm. um, because we're just like being real. So, yeah. so far so good. But yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, do you so, guys cut things out of the pod sometimes? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but but be, by guest request or by by like you guys said some dumb shit. Uh, if the guest says something that's like really fucked up, we'll cut it because we don't want people to like get canceled. Yeah, yeah. In trouble right, right. It's facts. It, it is things. a sensitive landscape on yeah. the internet. We always tell people we're like, I mean, if you say something and it's like, if the thing you said is stupid, we're keeping that shit in. You shouldn't have said it. But like, if it's really going to damage like your career, right, right, right. If people are gonna to, be up and arms. Yeah, yeah we ain't yeah. trying to get nobody canceled. Yeah, right. cool, yeah. cool. So cool. don't say no sketchy shit. Okay, cool. we're not cutting it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sketchy shit, when you think of like. Disney, Nickelodeon, I mean, all of them. When, like, you're at a such profound time in your life where, like, 
dramas happening. I want to know the tea about what's going on on set. Did you guys ever have any like arguments? Was there a little bit of dating going on? Who's hooking up with who? Um, listen, we were we were young, so we were we were going through um, those. You know, I was thirteen stages. to fifteen. Mm -hmm. Lindsay uh -huh. was fourteen to seventeen on the show, something like that. Um, so yeah, there was hormones flying around. There was little crushes here and there from our whole set, but. But obviously, in the last couple of years, we've heard a lot of people um, sharing about their like truly kind of really negative experience being child actors in the industry. Our show was not like that. Like we had an incredible showrunner, um, great parents of the kids on set, which is really key. Yeah. Um, Nickelodeon treated us really well. Like we had a actually a really great set environment. So sure, there was like just that little like you know, middle school, mm -hmm. just crushes and little dramas mm -hmm. going around. And Lindsay and I, she was my first love. Like we, as Ned and Moe's were coming together in the story, Lindsay and I were coming together yeah. as people and like loved each other and dated for a year. Um, wow. And then, you know, had our like first heartbreak with each other and went in two right. different directions after. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, there was that stuff, but no like, nothing bad. Like we just had... We just had a good time and kind of a normal, as normal as it could be for like a, a school experience. Right. Also, there were so many kids on our show, like between all the casts. So like it felt a bit like a school environment, you know, like right. we're playing at lunch. So like we're like playing tag around set at lunch. Yeah, there's little crushes. There's little liking. But really, we were just like all friends and having a great time. That's yeah. so good because there is so much happening with like childhood actors mm -hmm. and like what they experienced. Yeah. I'm really glad you had a good experience. Yeah, me too. Like me too. It's been as shocking for me to hear all the stuff coming out, um, you know, with Jeanette McCurdy and, and Alexa and um, Allison Stoner even like hearing some of what's gone on with them, knowing at the time like we were living parallel lives. We yeah, lived, like yeah, you guys were all in the same kind of yeah, space. Yeah, we're in the same young Hollywood space. We'd see each other at yeah. events and everything was always all smiles and all fun. Turns out ours was like real all smiles and all fun. Yeah. And then these these kids were like smiling on the red carpet and holding back like some mm. true fucking dysfunction yeah. and like adult issues they were having to hold as children. Like it's been shocking and heartbreaking to hear and it was it was heartbreaking to read Jeanette's book and just be like damn that's what you were dealing with right um but her mom was some type of way and my mom is an angel oh, so that's good you know that's the difference did you have that like uh young hollywood party face hell yeah. it stay out of the, hell yeah. stay <laughs> out of the media hell yeah yeah we were pre-social media man like, well, like, like literally Twitter had just come out when Ned's ended. And that was Twitter. That's pre-Instagram. Yeah, TMZ pre only started probably like a year before Ned's ended. So you're right. We like, yeah, dude. Like, like we, we were pre that era. So, um, so it wasn't anywhere. But for sure, there, there was a young Hollywood. Um, we all, it's a community. Like yeah. LA is actually really small. It's so mm -hmm. small. And so the industry is really small. Yeah. And yeah. then the child, act, like who yeah. are the child actors is small, right? Mm -hmm. So we all knew each other as teenagers and for sure there was young Hollywood yeah. parties. I threw a lot of them. <laughs> Yo, I mean, you, you ain't never get arrested, did you? I did get a DUI and you guys never found out about it. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, you guys suck at your jobs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, I got a DUI when I was, um, I was 18. 18 or oh, 19. Oh, nice. Well, nice. Not nice. nice. I, go, I got an underage in college, so I just... <laughs> 
not, did you? We do not promote drinking and driving. We Definitely not. not, dude. It was it was good learning. I mean, LA. <laughs> LA's tough because it's a driving city. Yep. So you and, have to and Nobody my... talks about that enough. The fact that this city is built off of cars and then they don't give us any like other than like lift. And but, then like... even the public transportation system. Oh no, is public trash. transit is oh, it's trash here. Literally. No, it, it's really difficult, right? And my dumb young ass was like, well, I have to drive mm. and I want to drink. So I was like, cool. Guess I'm just gonna drink and drive. Yeah. Like and did it plenty and then got arrested right. and was like Oh, uh, I probably, probably should stop that. Like, yeah. it was actually really good for me that it happened, and it happened pretty gently in terms of like, I didn't get into an accident. Yeah, there was no, no one got hurt. Didn't you guys anyone. never fucking found yeah. out. Not you guys. Although, no, no, yeah. although it might have helped my career. I think about this. Like, I, I was glad it didn't get. <laughs> I, I was glad it didn't get in the media. <laughs> But it might have fucking gave me a little. It might have gave you a little. It might have given me a little boost. A little you know bad what boy, I mean? A little like, bad boy energy. oh, Ned. <laughs> Isn't so nice. Oh, spicy Ned. Ned's an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. No, when you think about no. it, though, I think you might be on the sum. No, like, I disagree. About, I disagree. Like, I think the way that you did it was good because at, up till this point, I thought you were like, oh, he's like one of those that like, like really squeaky was, clean. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I kept it all nice and private. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got my DUI in private, and then I went to music festivals and Burning Man, and, and you lit. know, live my life. We lit, love a music festival. Separate. I'll feel that. <laughs> But yeah, you that was that was some shit, man. The DUI was definitely definitely some yeah. shit. So you actually did a lot. I mean, I know you you mentioned this earlier, but you were in a lot of like small roles after Nesdi. For sure, I've acted my entire yeah, life. Yeah, I'm like I've I see all the you fucking comments. Why don't you act anymore? I'm like, I'm in X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But you're in a lot of things. Yeah. Like, what was your favorite post Ned project that you got to work on? <sighs> favorite post Ned. Well, there was this one in Mexico that I did in 2012 called Sundown. And it didn't do anything. No one saw it. Mm. But the experience making that movie, it was like a spring break, you know, high school, yeah. like oh, raunchy comedy. Yes, love the oh, genre. I love Got to film in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico for three months. I booked it with uh, Sean Marquette is a friend of mine from other projects. And then we booked that movie together. So, so it was truly a friend wow, of mine. Yeah. We're in Mexico for three months making this fun spring break Just comedy. My character played a DJ. We had Steve Aoki in oh. it, Chris oh Lake. Um, like it, it was Paul Oakenfold. Like we had this crazy life right. experience on that movie. And so that's one of my favorite projects I've ever done, even though like no one saw the film. Mm. So if Nickelodeon called you up, today and they were like yo Devin we want to do the Ned's Declassified reboot are you in well it, here's the thing it probably wouldn't be Nickelodeon because we got to do an adulthood reboot so, so like I need Paramount. I need Paramount yeah, we, yeah, we Paramount, got to be able to talk about real shit so mm -hmm. but if they called um what am I gonna say no uh <laughs> like yes probably but I would need to be paid okay but like paid in the sense of like, they're obviously going to pay you something, but are there like other things that you would need? Like creative input? Would you like to oh, be yeah, I need to be a producer. Like, yeah, yeah, I need to be a producer. What does it look like? like what yeah, does... yeah, yeah, I'd need to be a producer on it, and I just need a, a certain number right. of, of pay that shows that I'm respected. So map it out right now. What does the net, I know you gave us a little bit of it yeah, earlier, yeah. but who's in the cast? What's the synopsis? What yeah, does the yeah. Net so it starts, like? like, listen, we would have for sure cameos from the other cast. However... We try and make it real. So like you don't live your 20s with everyone you went to middle school no with, right? Mm -mm. So like we would pick our times to bring back the other cast members. But how it would go is uh, Ned and Cookie would be, it'd probably be a year or two out of college. Mm -hmm. 
Ned, it would start with Ned actually struggling so hard with his adult life. He's, he's given up tips, he's given up hope, he's depressed as shit, and Cookie is like uh, at a startup uh, tech company, he's making good money, money, but he's not fulfilled, but he sees Ned down in the, the 20s dumps yeah. and calls in backup, Moe's. <laughs> and Moe's and Cookie have to come get Ned out and of his slump and get him on track to actually survive adulthood mm. and create tips for other people to do it, right? And that would be kind of the premise. And then it would be the three of them either living in like LA or New York and like going through yeah. the 20s, right? Like roommates, taxes, online man. dating, wow. right? Like drinking, like all these things that we need tips on. Online um, dating is like that's really another thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be fire. What? It'd be fire. Like it'd be so fun, man. Paramount. How are y'all doing? We need this show. We like, pitched it. So they, they have our pitch. So whenever <laughs> anyone wants to make it, let us know. But honestly, the podcast is like the better. It's like the it, best. Uh, like it's the weird thing that I didn't plan on, but it's it's the unofficial reboot. Yeah, no, I, I like mm -hmm. dude, it's the greatest. And it's ever. almost better because it's independent. It's us mm -hmm. making it. And it's us really talking about adulthood because yeah. it's right. not in a narrative. It's us being real yep. about adulthood. So I don't know, man. Speaking of being real, I think right now I'm going to ask you a few questions and you're going to give the adult version just a little one sentencer for a little bit of uh, context for the watchers. Okay. Survival guide. And I'm going to give you topics and you give your survival guide of these uh, my adult. Tip? Yep. Okay. What's Ned's survival guide for love? Yeah, the, the real survival guide for love and it takes a lot longer than you think is you really have to know um, how to love yourself before you can love anybody else. And you really have to know how to take care of yourself before you can actually show up as a good partner in a relationship. Um, so yeah, really develop your relationship with yourself before you even start to try and like merge with another person. So That's whose great. heart did you break? And if you <laughs> did, you can apologize to them right there in that camera. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm here to apologize to absolutely fucking no one. Oh my god! <laughs> was that was that Conor McGregor? Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Right, absolutely fucking nobody. <laughs> okay, next. Um, yeah, I apologize to no one. <clears throat> okay, next. I have made mistakes. He goes, if I broke your heart, you deserved it. No, 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 no. But I've made mistakes. Okay. But okay. It's okay. Okay. All right. What do you got? What's Ned's survival guide for work? For work. Yep. In any capacity. Oof. Um, for work. Whether a child actress, like yeah. aspiring's watching, yeah. whether it's a podcaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. The survival guide for work. Um, you're not always going to end up in a job that is like the most fulfilling thing in the world. Like sometimes you really just do have to find a job that's good enough, that pays for the life that you want to live, that affords you enough freedom or at least like enough time at a phase in your life to yeah. like survive and hopefully like even thrive a little bit mm -hmm. without it being like the ultimate most fulfilling thing. Um, but you do need to try and strike that balance between um, like it doesn't have to be the most fulfilling thing in your life, but it can't be something that makes you feel like your soul is dying every time you're going into work. And if it f feels like that for a prolonged period of time, uh, life really is too short. Like, sure. go find something else, man. There are other ways to make money. 
um, that don't make you feel like you're like trading in your soul, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not that, it's good. And then of course, the, the dream is to work in something that totally fucking something fulfills you. you. Something. Yes. Yeah. something. But like, that's a harder thing to find. If you can even hit that middle space, like that's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Also, don't stay at a job forever. I say that all the time. I'm like, I got a window every job I go into, and y'all ain't getting my whole life. Like, you hear that? Don't. Hear that, TMZ? <laughs> I go, I'm not saying anything. No, no, no. Yeah, you don't say uh, that at your job. No, you, a job should want you to have dreams and aspirations. No, no it's true. And, and they shouldn't want you job. there forever. Yeah. You know? job wants you to just be there slaving away until you're old and So crusty. true. Like, yeah, like, like try different things in your life, especially if you don't feel that clear calling of like, this is mm -hmm. what I want to do forever. Don't stay somewhere just because you're comfortable. Like, leave every couple years. Go change it up. Like, life gets real scary, but also real fun mm -hmm. when you like shift everything no, up. For, and, sure. for yeah. sure, switching yeah. it up. Yeah. All right. What else you got? Oh, that was it. That was it. Yeah. Just love and work. Survival guide to love and work. All right. Well, that's that's we survival that. guide to love and work. <laughs> that's all I want. Devin that's Workheiser. all I care about. <laughs> I love it. Devin Workheiser, man. This was a lot of fun. It this was. was fun, guys. This was a lot of fun. This was fun. You asked me about. Very little drama, which I expected from TMZ. So that's that was nice. We're changing our life around. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I am pleasantly surprised. It's because you had good energy. If you would have came was, in here yeah. with bad energy, I, I would have been like, oh, I got like, yeah. a laundry list of motherfucking questions. Yeah, if you watch the episodes, we really take it like piece by piece with different people. Oh, like, yeah, yeah some of sure. them get a little no. They get a little we're spicy. Nice. We're nice, yeah. but yeah, some, you guys are. But some people bring shit energy. Yeah, I'm no, you're right. But also, no, some sure. people be doing shit. So if you're doing shit, I called you right out about the COVID thing. That's true. No, it's literally our job to ask you about the shit you be doing. So you do some shit. It's true. You yeah. haven't done any shit. No, nah, I, I keep things pretty like I keep things pretty cool. Pretty pretty low key. We also didn't get to talk about. I've been dropping some new music. Wait, yeah, that I was I'm, gonna say, oh. can we talk about the music? Because you said you're back to music and you didn't yeah, elaborate. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so my new project. Uh, so, listen, I made singer songwriter music, yeah. all guitar based, um, since post Neds. Like, I, I did that for like 15 years. Right. And two years ago, I stopped making music entirely. I took a huge break from it, and I said, "What fucking music do I really want to make?" And what inspires me is like James Blake, is mm. Bonnie Vare, is Subtract, is Samfa, like Jordan Riquet. It's, it's like this other sound that I had yeah. never made. And so I set out to make music that sounds more like the music I fuck with. That you listen to. Um, and that's what I've done over the last year. And I just started releasing in August um, this new project. It's called Good Valley. Um, it's my new music, Good Valley, but it's spelled weird. I made it impossible for people to search. It's good slash V-L-L-Y. Um, you guys can we'll put it on uh, the screen uh, put, put we'll it, add the link yeah, we'll yeah, do all add, that add yeah. the link okay. but, but I've dropped three songs I'm gonna drop an EP soon and uh, for the next few years I'm gonna be making this music it's like indie electronic dream pop uh, just fucking magic dude I love the music yeah. I'm making right it's now amazing. What's shit's fire what's your favorite song you released recently uh, Lay Around is my favorite song I've released and maybe my favorite song I've ever made but oh. everything is a song that's getting a lot of love on Spotify um, so Check out those songs, Lay Around and Everything by Good Valley, which is me. Wherever you are, I'm gonna pull up. Not leaving it for the telephone. Whatever is on, I'm taking it off. I like that. I love it. I love it. It's vibes, right? It's, vibes. it's available on Spotify? Available on Spotify, Apple Music, all the things. Ooh. And there's more to come. All right. When is when will the like? Are you gonna do an EP? A music yeah. video. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll shoot. I'll maybe shoot some music videos over the fall. I've been too busy. Um. But uh. And and I'm gonna drop an EP in October, yeah. including these songs that are out. 
I like it. I like I it. Love Devin it. Werkheiser, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks again, bro. Thank hey, you. Appreciate great you. to be here. When I get into some shit and some trouble, I want you to have me back. We will. Okay, okay, okay. And okay, don't okay. be acting like you don't know what we're talking about. Right, 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 right. All right, we out of here, y'all. We'll see y'all next time.